All right, everybody. Welcome to um, Blue Collar Talk Show, uh, episode five. I'm um, Aaron. Hi, uh, and I'm Josh. Today we're going to be talking about bad management. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From the from the wholly evil to just the fucking incompetent. Indeed. Um, I mean, I feel like I've definitely. I've definitely had my share and uh, I'm hoping that you got some, uh, I'm hoping that you got some stories on the subject too. Um, yeah, definitely not on the like evil or, or just straight up uh, mean upper management, anything like that. Not, not so much. Just yeah. mine's definitely on the incompetent of just, you can't do your job. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, the, the, the worst thing is, is that, I think looking back on it, I've, you know, I've had jobs since I was 15. That's 17 years of work experience. And in 17 years, I've definitely come across those that I'm like, how the fuck did you manage to get promoted to manager? Yeah. Um, so. <clears throat> Yeah, do you have any do you have any specific ones you want to talk about? Um, I mean, you know, when I looked worked at the uh um the the miniature Roman emperor place. Uh, <laughs> Nero's <there>. Pizza. <laughs> Caius Caligula. Eight slices? No, how about thirty-seven steps? <laughs> um <laughs> Feed them to the lions. Yes. <laughs> um, no, and see, that's the thing there is like, I guess the fill-in management there when it first started was definitely, she was, she was an asshole. And I think it was because she was stretched between two stores and she ended up, you know, failing at both. Yeah. Um, but when we did finally get management and I had kind of already been established as, you know, being the oldest person that worked there and telling people, hey, no, we just need to get our shit done. I don't care if we, you know, fuck off on your phones as long as everything's done. Um, but yeah, when we got a manager in there, he was just, he was a people pleaser. He had no spine, you know, and a good guy. Like I said, he's not a bad guy. He was nice and, and wanted to be liked, but unfortunately that led to a lot of, um, a lot of issues scheduling wise people calling off because they knew he was a pushover and he just could not, especially in during rushes, he, he broke every single time we had a rush. God, he would start to handle, yeah, he would start to handle the counter and after the rush is over, we would find him outside. Like, where the fuck did this person go? You know? Um, yeah. But yeah, and so it kind of fell to me to dictate, you know, okay, you guys know, you're, you're strong here, you're good at cutting, getting the orders out, all right. Let's do this, but you're you're slow as fuck at making a pizza, so you mm -hmm. stay off the rail. You know you can pull them out and cut them. Um, but yeah, I just and then the second guy after that, because he ended up you know getting fired because he stopped coming into work. He'd show up, he'd open the store, and then as soon as anybody else was there, he'd just leave. I, mean, I feel like it was you know sheer embarrassment because like I said, he, he just couldn't handle the rush. He couldn't handle yeah. any pressure whatsoever. Um, yeah, yeah. Same with the second guy was he was another one of those people pleasers who had no spine, but he was 
he was too eager and too passive aggressive. Like he wanted to say something to get people to do their job, but just you know, it just it came out as passive aggressive, and no one really liked him. Um, you yeah, I think you know it's funny, and and anybody who's ever contemplated moving into a managerial role um hear this statement now the term firm but fair totally applies mm-hmm. i've always appreciated the managers that i've had that were human yeah but i've never liked the ones that have been too human if you get my drift um and it's like oh you know i sprained my finger oh you should go you know that's ridiculous. I gotta go home. I heard yeah, my- no, don't, 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 don't be that manager. Be like, okay, fair, I get you, but is your finger <clears throat> really sprained? You know? Yeah. Um, or, or when they sit there and they they're complaining, oh, I had to come in again. Like, I opened the store. Why do I have to come in at eight o'clock at night? Well, I'm sorry. Um, does anybody else on shift have access to the safe? Well, you do. It's my day off. Yeah, I, I just worked nine days straight covering because you cannot fucking do a schedule, <laughs> right? <laughs> because I had it covered. People told you that they had classes. It's in writing that that is their availability, and you schedule them anyway. Okay, and when nobody shows up to open the store, and you're getting a call from corporate at one p.m., and I have to come in, and I already, you know, was supposed to either have the day off or I was supposed to go in at, you know, at night. You know, it, it's. Yeah, just, just oh man, bad management. It, it clogs up the machine. I mean, even if you have a good product, even if you have, you know, brand recognition yeah. and people are there either for convenience sake or that they generally like your product, you're going to fail if, if you cannot properly distribute uh, tasks and chores. Yeah. Like, especially when, when the heat is on, when you have, you know, 15 people out there, you have phone calls coming in, you have you know, things that are supposed to be done but aren't so that you can just, you know, pop a pizza in real fast and, you know, just handling those bases and, and recognize working with a team long enough to understand their strengths and weaknesses, like an honest assessment, you know, don't, don't be, you know, um, trying to build people up, telling them shit that's not true. Cause you're just going to end up screwing over the entire crew. Yeah. You know? That yeah. guy did that a lot where he was just like, oh, no, you know, like, you know, I've really been working on making this, this, you know, this pizza. And I, I really feel like I've really got it down. I'm really honing in my skills. Those people weren't being honest with themselves. And then you have this person that comes up behind them and goes, you know, what? yeah, you're doing fantastic. You know what? I want that to be your spot. I want you to be there during this rush tonight. And I'm like, no, I no. can. I mean, I can say a great manager will recognize the strengths of the individual employee. Um, I've had managers that, you know, I worked in, I I work in in a 60 man department and they don't know any of the names of the people that are working under them. And it's like, how, how are you supposed to get this done? You know? Um, and how are you supposed to know the strengths of each individual employee? I feel like as a manager, it is your job to consistently be training and teaching and instructing. Um, Working and with. then again, figuring out what the strengths of your associates are and figuring out where the weaknesses are and trying to hone the weaknesses into a strength, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
like but and one more time on that on that uh that pizza place was that i stuck people that i knew were slow at counting but knew the system well enough to put in the orders accurately right and in line we're getting frustrated but no i did that intentionally and the manager even came over josh hey I know that you're you're good in all these departments and stuff, but why don't you go up there and, and smooth things over? You know, you're faster at counting us. Now, listen, okay, we're 30 orders fucking deep right now. If I go up there and start putting more shit up on that board, we're never going to, you know, get through all of it. With yeah. that person there, uh, for the sake of the story, call him Dano. With Dano up there, I know that he's only putting in two orders every fucking, like, four or five minutes. Okay? That's, that's the rate that we need to be at. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, I, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things that it's kind of exactly what you said. Uh, it, it, incompetent, in, incompetence clogs up the machine. And mm-hmm. I feel that, you know, again, being the the super soft manager, the uh, 10 ply soft manager to quote letter <laughs> Kenny. Um, if you if you. If you're that manager, you're gonna fuck your crew up. But if if, if yeah. you're Hitler or Mussolini or Hirohito, mm-hmm. you're also gonna fuck your crew up. You gotta you gotta have that that firm but fair thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, man. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, firm but fair is uh, <laughs> you you, and the, and it's all about presentation too. Because I've seen yeah. managers that are dicks, not necessarily to me, but they do have that like way of well. You know, if you would have done this better, then this wouldn't have happened kind of bullshit. And I'm like, no, why are you even saying that to them? Yeah. You should be like, listen, you, you should improve in these areas, but also, you know, make it positive, like, mm-hmm. like a sandwich, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, man, you're <laughs> – you want to go into a horror story? <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a horror story, don't I? So <sighs> nine times out of ten – when I tell stories, um, I try to change names around. This is one of the stories where I'm not going to do that. I don't have this person's permission, and I don't really care. Um, and anonymity reason, will only be granted to those that deserve it. <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, I dare you to sue me with the wanted level you have on your head. <laughs> I just gave a little clue as to where this is going to go. Mm. Um so we go through the company that I work for currently um when i was the when i was on the front end um running uh cash registers um we'd go through this like weird chain of events it was like really shitty manager for two years and then kick ass manager for a couple of months and then really shitty manager for two years and then kick ass manager for a couple of months. Um, so we get, we get this really cool manager and uh, he ends up having to take off. Um, and uh we all find out about it. It was like the day afterwards we showed, I, I show up to work and this new manager had posted up pictures of herself 
with like this little biography and she's got this like whole fun loving personality thing going on where she's like wearing some weird festive outfit i think it was for saint patrick's day but i could be wrong and i was like oh that's really cool like maybe she won't be a total psychopath but the more i thought about it the more i was like i've never seen a manager put up a biography and pictures of themselves that's really weird and just not thinking anything of it was like whatever you know it's not a big deal so when she comes on um everything seems to be going fine for a little bit and then i start noticing that people are disappearing kind of left and right and it's because she's firing everybody yeah Um, she's not a murderer she's not like an axe murderer yeah she's not an axe murderer (laughs) don't 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 go that route Which she did is super illegal, but it's not murder illegal. So, um, (laughs) so, so, um, and the the worst part is, is that she brings in, it's like she, it's, it's like she's draining the swamp, but she's filling it with her own creatures of the black lagoon. So she's bringing on her own PICs and all of them are just kind of inherently terrible people caveat one of them was like a little bit of a bimbo i want to say i know that's kind of rude and i'm sorry but um she's the type of person who puts on way too much makeup kind of got like a john wayne gacy looking thing going on there you know <laughs> <laughs> and uh i remember one day she shows up she shows up to work without that shit and she looked like fucking skeletor man it was terrifying <laughs> um and she was she was going around trying to get down all of the male cashier's pants because she was trying to get information, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really off-putting. So at the time, I'm going through some... Personal uh, stuff. Personal stuff that involves uh, agencies of a sort. And I have to go and attend these meetings. And it's basically so that I can be granted the rights to see my kid. And... during this time period um i'm super miserable at work like all the time it's awful i can't stand the manager um she's working us more and more hours because she's firing more and more people it's like the people whose spirit she had broken the hardest were the ones that she was going to keep um she's just that kind of person um and i think that I think that Michelle really like shaped. I think that Michelle really shaped my viewpoint on the company that I work for in kind of a fantastic way. Um, She showed me the worst of what the company I work for has to offer. So um, the whole the whole crew's broken down and I swear we went from having like a 60 person roster to having, I want to say like a 10 cashier roster and like five courtesy clerks. It, it, it just was not feasible. Like everybody was working anywhere between, you know, 45 to 60 hours a week. And I'm sitting here like, dude, I'm a part-time associate. And for good reason, like I'm going through some serious shit right now. I cannot be working this 45 hour work week don't get me wrong i love the money but like i don't want to work a 12 hour work day that's ridiculous it may be if you quit firing people you wouldn't need (laughs) me to work a 12 hour work day 
So, um, I can't, there came a point where I came up to her and was like, you know, I've been, I've been offering position, the position to people that I was like, I know you need the work. And it's like, it's not like you have to be there long and you just have to be there long enough till they can replace you. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> I made the mistake of telling Michelle and Michelle's response to me was maybe you should spend less time dealing with your family and more time at work. And then I wouldn't have to worry about getting other people or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird how, it's weird how I, I can't remember exactly what she said, but it was so fucking unprofessional. And I think that she realized in that moment that she had screwed up. Cause I basically got one look at her and said, if you ever speak to me like that again, I'm, I'm going to have a union rep in here so fast. It'll make your head spin. You can't mm-hmm. talk to an associate like that. It was incredibly unprofessional. What you said, you can't tell me that I'm not allowed to spend time with my family because you fired an entire crew. Like that's not how this, that's not how this, this, this works. Yeah. Um, I expect to be left alone from here on out unless I legitimately screw up. I do not want you pestering <coughs> me. And, and I'm one of the lucky ones because lo and behold, I got left alone after that moment. <coughs> um, it was uh, anytime I saw her, she'd send me to my register and then she wouldn't say a fucking thing to me the rest of the day. It was always very nice. Um, she left me alone, right? Um, so some backstory, and I would actually really love to get this person, um, not Michelle. Uh, fuck her. I don't want her on my podcast. Um, she's not worthy. Um, but the person yeah. who kind of set the whole thing in motion, I want to get this person on the podcast, and when she hears the story if she hears the podcast she'll know who she is because i want her to like tell the story from her point of view um so pretty good pretty good co a pretty good co-worker associate friend of mine that i'd worked with for years before michelle showed up um was working time in attendance at the store that i was working at and then just mysteriously one day decides to uh transfer stores and I'm like, hmm, odd, very interesting. Um, so she does. And, you know, we all wave goodbye and that's that, right? And then during that time period, um, Michelle pisses off our store director so much that he sends her to the Lake City location. Um, for those of you that don't know, I'm in the Seattle area. If you want to look up a geographical map, you can find it. So, um, <laughs> so she goes to Lake City, and then the store director, like two weeks later, gets sent to Lake City, right? So, note that he got her sent to Lake City because he hated her that much. So, he complains about her in Lake City, and they ship her off to Linwood, the store that my friend had gone to to do time or to do bookkeeping. And, um, Linwood is kind of like our 
is kind of like our flagship store to some varying degree. That's where most of the corporate cats hang out. And I think it's because it's a very centralized location for our district. Um, So my buddy's doing bookkeeping one day and just happens to notice that there's some weird discrepancies with the lottery, the scratch tickets from the scratch ticket vending machines can't quite piece together what it is so they start backtracking and there's a bunch of scratch tickets a little bit of scratch tickets that have gone missing and uh <laughs> they get the cops involved and one of those fucking swamp creatures that follows <laughs> michelle around managed to get a hold of michelle and let her know hey you probably shouldn't come to work today because goddamn Hawaii 5.0 is waiting for you, man. Uh, the fuzz is here. Um, you're fucked. <coughs> what was going on was she was um, finding the winning tickets and then cashing them in. Well, you can, they have a log and they can backtrack it through the Washington lottery. Um, and all of the scratch tickets mysteriously appeared in the seven mile radius of her house at the same fucking gas station because she's a moron i i i i I, I was flabbergasted at this story she's been on the run ever since um and the karmic justice of the entire thing is that uh apparently she managed to get a job under a different name as a barista at starbucks they still haven't caught her and it's been years um but uh let's talk numbers so if i remember correctly the number that i was told for the amount that they can legally get her on like caught her red-handed was uh was about five hundred thousand, i think and then the estimated amounts probably closer to about three million jeez and that is the story of the most evil underhanded shitty fucking manager i've ever had man oh she's awful she's the worst they took their jobs she, yeah, she took everybody's jobs what's yeah. cool is that most of the people that she fired ended up coming back so that you know. is cool yeah. yeah she was a house cleaner nobody fucking liked her she was terrible she just liked abusing her power and it's that old statement of absolute power corrupts absolutely so yeah yeah so uh yeah man terrible terrible fucking people they're out there what Watch are you gonna back. do what are you gonna do what are you gonna do what are you gonna do not deal with them as much as humanly possible yeah like god um <laughs> anyway um so if i remember correctly uh for our quick and interesting you were uh want to talk about was it the white knight riots yeah um i'm i'm not, I, well the, the whole goal was actually not to specifically talk about the white knight riots it was actually to bring up a point um that i had illustrated i That's believe right. in one of our previous podcasts so there's a song, uh, I Fought the Law, um, that was originally done by Bobby Fuller 4, covered by The Clash. It's been covered by a lot of bands. 
but the major ones have been the Bobby Ful- uh, the major ones have been the Clash and in my humble opinion the Dead Kennedys the Dead Kennedys made it uh, satirical um, and I had always just thought it was like just some really funny thing um, but somewhere midway through the song Jello Biafra the music cuts out and Jello Biafra shouts I blew George and Harvey's brains out with my six gun I fought the law and I won and I was always like, I don't know. So I start picking through and um, discover that he's talking about uh, Harvey Milk and George Moscone, um, the people who were murdered. Um, they, they, they were senators who were murdered. Oh, man, I got to do my research. It's in 79. Yeah, it was uh it was in it was in 79. Well, the the riots were in 79. I'm not entirely sure when Milk and Moscone were murdered. Um but basically this asshole Dan White uh didn't care for their LGBT their, their pro LGBTQ agenda. Um yeah, and he murdered him. Milk was openly gay. Yeah, he was very openly gay. I think yeah. George Moscone going was too but don't quote me on that um again i'd I'd really have to do my full like amount of research on it mainly what interested me was that singular line because i was kind of like who the fuck are george and harvey um Mm -hmm. and it's if you understand attorney at law (laughs) right um it it, kind of it's funny to me because i'm i'm a big dead kennedys fan um and I, i i always forget about you know how you know they're, they're originally from the bay area um at least the band itself is i don't think all of the original members are but it, it's just one of those things that i i found pretty fascinating um and i do plan on fully researching the white knight riots but the entire um the entire song is about how dan white was acquitted from uh two murders cold-blooded um, murder yeah and then another quick yeah murder. right another uh just another little quick thing um the original album cover for fresh fruit uh fresh fruit for rotting vegetables is a picture of police cars on fire um during the white night riot so it, the obviously the white night riots held a very uh special place in jello biafra's heart and uh yeah that's my interesting quick somewhat quick yeah quicker that, than that normal quicker yeah no no really really uh <laughs> honed it in there um i know that i'd sent uh you and the boys uh video on it from tiktok but uh it just has re-sparked um my interest in uh in physics um because you know you exist in this world and i know not a lot of people out there uh are like this but i'm just fascinated with how it all works you know and uh, the thing that has really got my mind just kind of blown away is um, quantum locking, um, which is uh, where a, a, a type two superconductor basically gets so cold that it locks in space. So it basically creates a magnetic field and anything within that field, it stays where you put it. So if you put a, a, a type two superconductor uh, that's at a certain temperature, uh, usually present with like liquid nitrogen um, near a magnet, those two magnetic fields interact. And so it stays 
at that place by the magnet. I mean, you can get a, a big ring magnet and you can move it at any angle and push it and it'll stay locked um, in that position. So yeah, anyone else? I do remember that video you sent me. That was a really cool video. Yeah, no, it's it's incredibly fascinating. It, we'll yeah. have to uh, we'll have to put we'll have to put it on our uh, on our Facebook page. Which, by the way, we do we do have a Facebook page. Um, I, yeah, it just needs a lot of work. <laughs> it's under construction. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, that was a really cool video. So, yeah, no, it's it's absolutely fascinating. Um, um but yeah, you were talking about the dead Kennedys, so on to music, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um we're changing format just a little bit. Um instead of doing one song, we're gonna give you guys a playlist. Eventually the playlist will be accessible on Spotify um through our Facebook page, uh Instagram and whatever else we decide to set ourselves up on um and uh so i think the way that we should do it um as a trial run is uh, i list my genre and then you list yours um or if you if you list your song and band yeah yeah my genre. song from the genre and then you would list your song from the genre yeah yeah so this week my classic rock pick is led zeppelin's heartbreaker <sighs> It's good. It's good. It's good. Um, when it comes to Led Zeppelin, there's a lot of fucking great ones. Oh, man. Um, I'll I tell you thinking... what. Just real quick. If you don't understand Led Zeppelin, get a divorce and then you'll understand <laughs> Led Zeppelin. <laughs> don't get a divorce just to understand Led Zeppelin. You don't want that in your life. Um, Babe, I don't understand why you're leaving. No. But we will both understand soon enough. <laughs> I will give you Zeppelin one and you'll get it. <laughs> yeah, he took everything from me, but he left something. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin one. <laughs> I was thinking about um yeah, yeah, I was thinking about uh Pink Floyd comfortably numb. Ooh. Like it's a lot of that like I don't know, longer songs and just those really intense they almost feel like a psychological landscape almost it, it's it's crazy but uh what do you have for blues uh i chose some older blues i went with blind willie johnson john the revelator mm. which nice. at some point he is going to have to be one of my quick well one of my interesting facts um mm -hmm. his story is wasn't he like a reverend and shit he was he yeah. actually, oh God, we're going to do it real quick. <laughs> um, so they sent off, uh, they sent off two golden records into space. Um, and the golden records had 40, uh, I believe it was 40 uh, total uh, tracks of artwork um, that could be spun. And Blind Willie Johnson was the 39th song um, that they placed, which was... Uh, his very harrowing and haunting song um dark was the night cold was the ground i believe um which is a really killer song um but i i, I chose john the revelator because it's just that, that, that's a rocker it's a lot of fun it's a good song excellent excellent yeah. tune man so one that uh i recently rediscovered it's not uh, that old or as old 
I should say, I think it was like 50s, 60s, something like that, yeah. uh, was fucking Scrapper Blackwell. Nobody knows you when you're down and out. Ooh. It, it's, I don't even know if he was, I don't even know if he was originally, well, Eric Clapton does the cover of it, or maybe he wrote it, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, no, just the way that uh, Blackwell does it is fucking phenomenal. Dude, Scrapper Blackwell, there he is. Nobody yeah. knows when you're down and out. Um, I'm gonna be listening to that. Yeah, um, no, definitely, man, killer tune. So for rap, um, I chose uh, "Run the Jewels." Uh, just, just is spelled uh, J-U dollar sign T. Uh, it features Zach Della Roche from Rage Against the Machine. Um, and it's the lyrical content is just it was amazing a very like very one. very very good song thank um, you because you're the one that turned me on to that yeah yeah you're welcome uh i i have i i i would give a shout out to a person but again i'm weird about using names on the podcast yeah. you know who you are if you listen yeah, you, know, you know who you are here at blue color talk show we are very very weird about you know personal consent <laughs> you know we need it to give names and such anything so. to not get sued that's what i say <laughs> <laughs> so rap was kind of a hard one for me because as you know i listen to a lot of rap and hip-hop um but uh man i ended up going with uh one of my favorite little lyricists he's not like super well known um he's been doing his thing for a long time though uh, jarv or jarvage uh, and his song Arrivederci is um, send it just, to me, please. I've oh, I've not heard this. It sounds interesting. Jarv is is fantastic, man. Um, he's got two mixtapes out on um, on YouTube and a bunch of other songs. Uh, he's been a, a favorite of me and my family's for a long time. Slackjaw is another great great song from him. So. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a wee bit of a dick because we're looking at a script. I'm actually calling an audible. Um, but uh, for folk music, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say two. Um, okay. I I I I wanted to originally say the devil makes three to the hilt, which is an amazing song. Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to change it to the band the weight. Um, I don't know if many would classify that as folk. I think it's folky, um, and it's a pretty killer song. So I'm calling it. Do you have anything for folk? Uh, yeah, well, usually a lot. That one was another one that was kind of uh, tough. Um, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Cranford Nicks, Spiders and Snakes. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Very good. Um, metal. I picked a. It's <laughs> a funny story. I picked Demo <laughs> Borger, uh, Progenies of the Great Apocalypse. Um, but I was originally going to pick Slipknot, except my <laughs> co-host was like, "Oh, it's fucking new metal." I'm just like, "Damn it!" <laughs> I don't no, want. I don't. I don't want my first metal track to be a bunch of metal heads to be like, that's not fucking metal. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like that gray area too, because I, 
I, I thought about it too because there are so many genres of metal and you know i i ended up going with old school metal uh who i believe is the you know grandfather of metal um my choice i think i've told you before one of my personal favorites is uh fucking black sabbath's fairies wear boots you gotta believe me yeah <laughs> i'll tell you no lies um god what a great song yeah i For- knew that fucking album is just <sighs> dude yeah that's that's master of reality isn't it <laughs> hold on we're gonna do a little research here yeah it's crazy i was just listening to that album like a week ago <gasps> no i was wrong I hate admitting that. Uh, oh, it did, no, it was on um, album Black Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah. Paranoid. Oh, that's a good one. It's a great album. And one more honorable honorable mention to metal is like, I, I really love this band called The Tilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they have a song called uh, Soda in the Water Cup anybody out there that's uh, a fan of both um, uh, metal and the highs in metal uh, and rapping it's got a little bit of that in there so. <laughs> I've heard Attila they're, they're pretty interesting um, Yeah, I, I dig them for punk this week I chose the dicks hate the police great song did I lose you oh no Josh yeah I thought I lost you okay yeah I was some gonna editing is gonna have to happen I should leave it in just to be hilarious oh absolutely Do what was it. your what was your punks what was your punk choice man so that was that was something that was I, I, so I've been listening to a lot of uh, Violent Femmes lately mm. and um, I don't really know if this quite fits into the punk but I mean they were active from like 81 to 92 or some shit like that yeah. and the song that I that I was thinking of was from 81 uh, it was called like uh, Waiting on a Bus and, and I just it, it's got that little slower but classic kind of punk feel um feel to it where you feel like it inspired bands like you know the dead milkmen and um yeah i don't know it's just it's 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 great i dig the violent films i do so we have a couple of weird ones um that are for specific people but you don't have to tune out um I have something I'm doing called 90s Kid Honor Roll, and I don't know if you're participating or not, Josh. I must have missed, uh, well, absolutely, but um, we're not doing classical. Oh, shit. I almost missed yeah. it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I picked uh, Chopin. Ch- Chopin? Chopin? <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his name, but Nocturne number two in E flat minor um, is just absolutely gorgeous. It was kind of a it was kind of a tough choice between him and Antonin Dvorak, um, and, and I was like, I, I got challenged um, to not do Dvorak, so uh, I went with uh, 
Chopin uh, Nocturne number two. Great song. Yeah. Very beautiful. It relaxes my mind, man. What'd you get for classic? Um, I think I think I'm going to go with Tartini. Uh, the violin, uh, violin Sonata in G minor, also more commonly known as the Devil's Trill. The Devil's I, Trill. I, love that one it puts me into such a melodic like i don't know it's just it's great all the way through dude i hear you all right for real this time no false alarms so (laughs) taking it back to the 90s not only not only are we doing a uh genre setup so that we give you a little bit more flavor um rather than just a one or two songs for the week um there's also going to be a 90s kid honor roll. So uh, it's something that I was like, for my millennial 90s kid listeners, um, I picked, uh, because I'm one, <laughs> I picked uh, Chumba Wumba Tub Thumping. Don't song. watch the males because it used to be one. <laughs> <laughs> He gets knocked down, but he gets up again. He gets up again. <laughs> I'm going to have a stuck in my fucking head all night. You're now. welcome. God damn it. Anybody who listens to this, I am oh. so sorry that the rest of your week it's going to be going through your damn head. <laughs> that's, my oh, 90s kid. that's my 90s kid honor roll. Uh, what you got, Josh? All right. So for my 90s kid honor roll, I think I'm going to throw out. Um, Oh man. Um Oh man. Stuff I even thought about it too. I was looking over the script and I was like, "Oh, oh, I got something for that." And uh then it went away. You know what? Um Local H bound for the floor. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. I'm not. Um not at all. I'll have to look it up. Absolutely, and I'll send Again, it to you too. Yeah, I was gonna say it's another one you're gonna have to send to me. I'm. I is it? I bet it's one of those things where I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn it on and be like, oh yeah, no, I've heard this. Um. Yeah, it's from '96, uh, off their "As Good as Dead" album. And then uh, for my, for my, uh, for all of my uh, Seattle listeners, um, for all of Josh's Seattle listeners, um. We're doing a local Seattle music scene shout out. Um, and uh, this week I'm choosing Tad Stumbling Man. Very you good have song. to send that one to me too. Oh, that's a good one. Very, uh, um, very grunge. Yeah. Um, not exactly Seattle, but I think uh, mine's going to be. Um, Literally anything from the schoolyard heroes. <laughs> yeah, they're close enough. That's Olympia. Yeah. I, what I should say, what we should say is the the Washington scene. Um, because I know that there's going to be points where I'm going to pick the Sonics. Um, yes, they were a band before they were a basketball team. Actually, I might <laughs> be wrong on that. They were a band from Tacoma. Um, and they're awesome. Um, I enjoy them. If, if we're gonna broaden, if we're gonna broaden it, we, 
I personally want to broaden it a little more to the Pacific Northwest just because I remember seeing this band Fucking when I was a ever kid. Clear. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember seeing this band uh, called Sycamore from Portland. They're a mm-hmm. super heavy death metal band and they just fucking rocked. I mean, that was pretty drunk, but from what I remember, they <laughs> fucking rocked. Like, I drank out of their fucking, uh, it was like an old school 70s, like, family car. Uh, had, uh, what are the fucking, what are the station wagons? Yeah. I remember sitting there fucking drinking rum and vodka and shit. Was, oh, man. So messed up. Awesome. Killer time, though. <laughs> good times. Good times. Good times. It's all the times I'll never remember. Yeah. Well, with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've reached the end of our episode. And uh, is there a moral? I think there is. If you're going to be a manager, be the middle of the road. Be firm. Be fair. Don't be a dictator. And and don't be be 10 ply soft. (laughs) Yeah, you don't need to be 10 ply soft. No. one quick honorable mention to a meme that I saw fucking forever ago. Um, there is a, a, a big distinction between um, a boss and a leader. Uh, be a leader, don't be a boss. See, a boss has no problem sitting back, barking orders and delegating and watching everybody else work. Um, you know, be a leader. Be part of the crew. You're yeah. there to, you know, and know your team. I think one of my favorite things that I've ever seen on that subject, and I know a lot of people hate this, but I'm going to describe a meme. It'll end up on our Facebook page, but we don't have that fully set up yet. It's yeah. a picture of Darth Vader, and he's got some dude up in his hand. He's choking the crap out of him, and mm. it says, sometimes the best leaders lift people up. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Don't Excellent be Darth note. Vader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, all right. Listen, we love you guys. Thank you. you so thank much. you. Thank you. We appreciate all of you tuning in and listening to us. And uh, we can't wait to see you on Blue Collar Episode 6. Have a great one. Yeah. And uh, enjoy the tunes and the stories. Absolutely. Bye. Have a beautiful time. <laughs>